Hey everybody and welcome to the show. I'm James, that's Katie, and that makes this the first ever episode number 11 of the Cloud Control, and that was my cell phone going off, how professional. But here we are back again for another great episode. In fact, it's our last one before Christmas, so just before we get into anything else on the show, um, we just want to say happy holidays, Merry Christmas to those who celebrate it, and we hope that whatever you're doing to celebrate the end of the year, you get to do it with the people you care about most. Mm-hmm, absolutely, and you know, if you have a great holiday sweater, uh, now would be a good time to put it on. Um, so yeah, I didn't just make sure you're prepared today. for this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, it's our last episode before Christmas, like we said. Um, and we've got a pretty interesting one because as people might remember, there was a demo that came out during the Game Awards last week and we've been playing uh, the Forspoken demo. So we'll talk about that on today's show. Uh, Kate has also been playing Vigil the Longest Night and that'll be after that. And we're closing the show out with one of our favorite games uh, to play together on the podcast, which is Good Listening, uh, (laughs) a show where I will try to guess some selection of game music that Kate's put together and see if I can get it right. Um, so we'll do all that throughout the show today and of course close out with listener mail and if you'd like to uh, write a question for us on a future episode you can do so at cloudcontrolpod at proton.me or of course get in touch with us any way you like um, on social media as well and we appreciate those of you who do so um, with all that said let's start and talk about uh, Forspoken the demo we played both of us on PS5 uh, between this episode and last and so I'll give you the floor first Kate Uh, what did you think of Forspoken? I have a lot of mixed feelings on Forspoken, and that's kind of what I expected going into it. Like, I don't know if you remember, but I said that this game I had a lot of interest in, just based on the setting, the way it looked. Like, there's obviously just been it's it's in contention for being a death loop game, just for how much <laughs> we've seen of it. Um, but I was concerned that it just might not feel amazing to play, um, and I, I don't know. I've kind of landed somewhere in the middle where I don't know Mm. if I'm necessarily really excited for it, but I still think it maybe has potential. So Mm -hmm. I felt like throughout the demo, I was like, oh, this is cool. And then five, you know, a minute later, like, oh, I don't know about this. And then back to, (laughs) okay, maybe. And (laughs) yeah, you're just, your experience you're describing is exactly how I feel about it. And I think between the two of us, I was probably even more excited for First Spoken. Mm -hmm. And I am excited for it in the sense that this demo confirmed for me that I do like the world Mm -hmm. and i think the story still is compelling like getting transported to that world from like a future scenario like that's pretty cool i think the character was interesting i feel like they made her swear a lot too much (laughs) like her writing was not so great but i mean i don't know if that's just the demo or what but she was interesting enough but like you said it was just the the movement did not feel good to me is the the one thing that really let it down, especially when, well, I I should clarify, because you can kind of walk around or you can do like the parkour sprinting stuff. The sprinting stuff felt pretty good. Yes. Like I like the speed you can kind of get. You can, you know, jump over stuff. You don't really get stuck. But when it moves slower and you're just kind of walking in in place, like it's so um, like unresponsive almost to the direction you want to face. It feels like she picks up momentum so incredibly quickly which is good for the, like, when you're free running more so in parkouring. But when you just want to, like, slightly turn or, Mm -hmm. like, go, like, take one step forward, she takes that step at, like, ten times the speed a normal person would walk at. So then to stop is very jarring if Mm -hmm. you just want to, like, micro-adjust instead of, like, do a larger movement mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i had the exact same problem and so i guess maybe we'll we'll talk kind of like world and movement then we can do combat and then like you know whatever extra sure. stuff but um my biggest problem i have with this thing is like and it's not a huge issue i guess but i just thought it was so weird there's so many things to collect in this game like it seems like <laughs> crafting is going to be a big part of it mm-hmm. which is fine like that makes sense in an open world but it just seems like so at odds with how fast they want you to be moving at all times. Like you're just running and parkouring and then it's like, oh, there's a chest, there's flowers to pick up, there's, you know, this item on a wagon. And it feels so jarring to have to stop to pick stuff up. But then, you know, you don't necessarily just want to like run past everything because Mm -hmm. these items seem like maybe they're important. And so it was like a weird, I don't really see like, 
how like those things don't they're in contrast well, right? right yeah yeah it's interesting because i wonder that's kind of what i felt too like especially with not so much with the chests and like the bigger things you'd want to collect mm -hmm. but I'd, I'd constantly be running and past like yeah the flowers or like these little menial yeah. sort of like what are you going to make like a potion with them or something like i really yeah. didn't end up stopping but i also wondered when i was playing you know how much of this is just me wanting to get through the demo and see the important parts. Yeah. Maybe if I was in, in this world and spent some time and knew but what these things were. It's not even just but... the time though. It's how it feels like mm. stopping her is, it doesn't right, feel right. good when you feel good when you stop. And it, it, it reminded me of like, you know, when you'd play a game and you'd have like horseback as your main travel. And then all of a sudden games started letting you pick items up from horseback. Mm. And you didn't have to get off. This to me is like, it feels like that step back of like, okay, stop, get off your horse, pick up the item, yeah. get back on your horse. Okay, now start running. And it's so like, the fluidity seems like what the game was originally based on. And then they've added in a bunch of things that are like, wait, pause that fluidity and like stop, mm -hmm. slow down. And it's yeah. just strange. So this is really interesting because it makes me think of game two games in, in particular. And there's one of them that I can't remember the name of, so I hope you can. <laughs> okay. it's an, it was one of those early PS5 games where you were sprinting through big fields and kind of fighting bosses. You had a bow and arrow. Hyper, it wasn't Hyperlight Drifter. Shit, what was this game? Anyway, that game okay. reminded me kind of of this problem where you're like really... Oh, is it really like artsy one it's with really, the bow? Yes, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. That game looks cool. I don't know. You, you know what I mean? Like that game has yeah. a big world. You're kind of moving around quickly with some parkour, sort of like mm -hmm. this. But the game doesn't make you collect things. You're yeah. not doing that kind of stuff. And then also I was thinking about this in relation to the new Sonic game that just came out. Mm -hmm. Because one thing I had to think about that is like, obviously it's open world. There's a lot of speed. There's a lot of mm -hmm. similarities. And I don't know about Sonic. I've not played it, but... My impression is that it got a lot of criticism for having kind of like a, a dead world with not a lot in it. Mm -hmm. But this game has a lot of things in it and it has its own set of problems because it ruins the momentum in a way. Yeah. Well, I, I just think like, let us pick it up while we're running. Like, exactly. Don't make us stop. Or, or just have like, like the world is amazing. Like it is gorgeous just from a small sample of it. Like mm -hmm. that is the main reason I want to play this game is because I just want to spend time in this world. Like that is- The environment was awesome. That is incredible. Like part of it's the visuals, of course, like this is potentially the most stunning game I've ever played. Like mm. it is incredible the way Did you go kind of like down in that valley and sort of around the corner? It seemed like there yeah. was a lot, there's going to be a lot of similar to something like Elden Ring, sort of mm -hmm. maybe like little hidden areas and places to explore and little nooks and crannies. Yeah. Which I think like that is the, the the strength of the game, or at least like the strength from the, being able to see from the surface. And I think like you don't have to have a bunch of flowers you can pick up to make the world feel alive, right? Mm -hmm. It's the architecture of the world. It's it's the surrounding locations. It's the rivers. It's the valleys. It's the mountains. It's the wildlife. The wildlife, yeah. It's the structures you come across. You know, the ruins of buildings, or maybe a full town. Like that alone will make the world feel real and alive not picking up flowers no, as sure, you sure. go. Yeah, um, I agree completely. And you're right, the speed is really what puts that in contrast that the mm -hmm. game works at. I wonder if, because there is a skill tree, maybe we'll talk about that with the combat, right. but I wonder if in the skill tree there is things like, you know, pick up these type of items as you run. But mm -hmm. then even if they have that, I still don't feel like that's a great solution because it's just a quality of life thing. Yeah, that seems like, I, that's that's rough in a skill tree because it feels like you're penalized for not going that way. Exactly. It's like you kind of have to pick it for quality of life, but then it just feels like, oh, I'm just delaying getting the cool stuff that I actually want to play mm -hmm, with. Mm -hmm. So It was like how I felt with the map in Hollow Knight. <laughs> <laughs> well. I know that's not apples to oranges. That was just mm -hmm. a little a little cheeky <laughs> comment for you there. I, I will save my 20-minute rant on that. We don't have time today. <laughs> oh, man. So the demo itself, I guess, just to explain what it was for people that didn't play was you're kind of put in this one section of the map, which we're just talking about with all the different environments. I think we had, what, four different objectives? Like you had to- I think there was like three like main objectives and then mm -hmm. there was like, ooh, a cool extra one when you finished. Right, and yeah, that's right. Yeah. But they were all kind of like defend these points or kill these enemies and whatnot. Yeah. And so like with the combat itself, I thought the combat was actually pretty fun for what mm -hmm. it was. It was very limited. Like by the time you kind of get through it, you're very used to the moves you're pulling off over and over. But it's the kind of thing, like, this is such a small slice. I would imagine there would be a lot of different sort of ways to take it and, and elements to chain together. 
Yeah, so this this was the this was the big like I hope it feels good, I hope it feels good. And um it is very much the like new Final Fantasy sort yeah. of style where it's very like fast paced action and you can kinda like especially when you're using the melee options, you can very much like tell yeah. teleport, but like get dash across the field to the next enemy you're chained onto. Um but I actually was pretty I was enjoying it. That's not mm. normally my style. But I was having a good time, and I think what's going to make this really interesting is the element system. Um, it seems like each kind of spell you have, and there was like a, a range, like uh, there's like a few range settings, yeah. and then there's a few melee ones as well. And each one has like an element attached to it, and so a lot of times you hit the enemy and it's like, oh, resisting, resisting, and then you, you know, swap to fire and it's now all effect super effective. So mm -hmm. I think... Like, elements are just cool. Like, it's always cool in games <laughs> when they do that kind of stuff. And I think just that kind of that puzzle of, like, figuring out what type of spell to use on what type of enemy will make it a lot more interesting than, like, say, just kind of, I, I'm using swords this playthrough. Mm -hmm. So I, I like it a lot. I mean, the spells look cool as shit, too. Like, that <laughs> they <do>. helps. <laughs> they do. I really like the projectiles in, in mm -hmm. specific. Like, I know the fire, the kind of melee sword you get is cool. And I like how with the different weapons, too, you can use them differently. Like, you can hold down and kind of charge, and one will be like a throw. But then the rest is, is melee. But I think you're right with the elements, for sure. And I think this game, along with, like, Final Fantasy VII Remake, is a great example of, like, that type of elements as well. But I think this is kind of the modern evolution of like the JRPG now is like the combat's mm -hmm. less specific in terms of execution, but it layers on a lot more of like the, the puzzle elements of what you get in turn-based strategy. But instead of like piling those status effects and stuff over turns and choosing items, you're yeah. now doing it actively in terms of like switching your movesets and skill trees and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Exactly. And then on top of all your active like your action damage like offensive spells you have an equal amount of defensive spells which are pretty cool and all have various kind of like this is sort of like yeah so you get to your analogy your buffs and debuffs mm -hmm. kind of thing like you have a vine spell that can sort of like root enemies i think a blind one yeah i didn't end up using use. as many as i could have out of that selection to be honest like i just kind of found myself using the same couple i should have looked at more of them yeah but. i i think I, the combat felt good to me. Like, it wasn't what I was hoping for because I just typically prefer a bit more of a, like, mm -hmm. grounded, more, like, methodical kind of combat. Um, but for what it was going for, I think it achieved it pretty well. It felt good. There was a nice dodge that, you know, gets you, like, flipping around <laughs> right. and shit. It's cool. Yeah. Um, I think the only thing I disliked about the combat was I find that because there's so much visual information it was almost difficult to see everything. But at the same time, like they put you in with a bunch of spells and you're probably not gonna start with that many and you'll build up to it. So I don't think that'll be a problem playing the game. But mm -hmm. I found like I was having trouble keeping track of like the cooldown on my support spell. Like yeah. I just sort of would press it like, hey, it's not ready. I'll just try it again later. I wasn't really sure how I was supposed to track that. And then also I found it kind of tough to tell like which enemy I was like, locked on to mm -hmm. or if i was like specifically locked on with using the lock on or if it was just like you kind of get a, like a cursor like that on auto, them. yeah it sort of auto like aims a little bit especially when you're using the range or if you're using a melee like it'll kind of just snap to whatever's the closest but then there is an actual lock on that lets you specifically target swap and yeah. they looked kind of similar <laughs> um i didn't end up using the lock too often to be honest like i would i would kind of yeah. lock on as I was trying to snipe guys, like there's that one mission where you're defending that point and they kind of come from in front of you mm -hmm. and behind you. And so I was just kind of locking on at range and picking them off. And then when they got up close, I would sort of unlock yeah. to use the sword. Yeah. But I think what you're describing is it's a really interesting problem that demos specifically have because they want to put you in the demo with enough variety of skills mm -hmm. and like just that right skill set to where it's not going to be bland and boring. But then obviously you're going to have that problem where you feel a bit overwhelmed in terms yeah. of like, how does it all fit together? What does this meter do? How does this cooldown work? Yes. Like for me, I was unlocking some things in the skill tree and I'm going to be honest with you. And this might be embarrassing to admit. <laughs> I couldn't figure out how to equip those skills to use them. Okay. I had a similar problem, but like I got a new cloak at one point and it was like in a chest. I got a cloak. I was mm -hmm. so excited. And you can go in your inventory and you have like six or seven and they are absolutely gorgeous like the fashion in this yeah, game yeah it's really nice holy fuck like that is gonna be cool and it's definitely one of those games too where like when you equip it you're actually wearing it like yeah. 
It's gonna look cool. I got a new cloak and I was in the menu and I couldn't put it on and I was oh, so devastated. I figured that out. There's a little <laughs> house. There's a little house that I ran into oh. and you can change your equipment and like level up your oh, items you and stuff there. House. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. See now I. You're not gonna just take your clothes off in the middle of an open field. But it was a cloak. You can put a cloak. Oh, <laughs> thing is, I'd been to the house already. I got the cloak after, so it yeah. didn't occur to me to go back. That's right. To the house. Oh well, I was so sad. I was so disappointed. <laughs> I was like, it looks cool. I want to wear it. And I'm, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, I did a little bit of the crafting and upgrading and stuff. Like I didn't really spend too much time because it's a demo. I was like, you yeah. know, I'll just put a few points into kind of whatever. But yeah, I was unlocking the skills and the skill tree. And I, I was in there for a bit. I was like looking through the menu, try all these different buttons. I don't know how the hell you equip them. Okay. So I just never did it. So that was my problem is I went to the house first and then I didn't have anything to like play around. And I just didn't go back because yeah. I, you know, I'd run off, you know, for five minutes and that puts you like three continents away because you're so fast. <laughs> <laughs> and there was not a second house. Yeah. So um, did you upgrade your nails then as well? Because that's kind of an interesting thing. About I saw this game my too. nails. Yeah, yeah. I had slay nails, which is hilarious. Yeah. Because the nails are kind of like the boons. I guess they're like boons or relics, I guess, like mm -hmm. little upgrades for your character. But instead of just being like an amulet or a charm or a bracelet or whatever, you actually have like her nails show up in the menu and you can like paint you them paint. differently. <laughs> it's really interesting. I, I yeah. love the aesthetic. It's just such a cool way to differentiate it, right? Because yeah. every other game is just going to be like a menu. We're going to show your character and then you can like put the different things in their little, little accessory mm -hmm. slots and all that. But I like that they have a little bit different flair and like something unique about the game, right? You talk about yeah. your nails, like you talk about badges and whatever game is more iconic. Exactly, yeah. You And it kind of personalizes her a little bit too. Yeah. Like she's, you know, a, a person, like a girl from New York that is suddenly in this fantasy world. And so like... And you know she's from New York because she swears a lot. Oh my gosh. Okay, so maybe we'll talk characters now. Um, and this this is the part where I am most concerned about the game. Mm. Is like it it started off and it was so incredibly cheesy. It was like, oh, she's like she's a cat lover and she's from New York. And it was like those are the only the, those are the two traits she's mm -hmm. got. Like wow, she sounds exciting. <laughs> like, and there's nothing with having like an everyman or like. You know, mm. like just the sort of I, I like the fish out of water aspect of like a very average everyday person suddenly in like crazy fantasy situation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it was just like the most boring thing that you could have started out with. Yeah. Um, and then and yeah. her little companion too. It took me a while to figure out who was talking because it doesn't really introduce who he is. Yes. And he he ends up he's like your weapon, right? He's like, like the bangle. He's your bangle, yeah. Like and it, so he's like. Yeah, gonna be like your main companion throughout yeah. the game. I mean, I guess they have to give her a mirror, basically, yes. to to like always have someone to talk to that doesn't have to actually be a physical, like entity. Yes. Now, see, this is the problem, or not the problem, the concern I have with the game, and maybe it's unfair after playing God of War, which has some of the best like the know, banter, the best banter. But this banter was not doing a lot for me. It mm -hmm. just seemed like it was trying to be funny and quirky but it yeah. just it maybe i needed time to get to know the characters that might help but it just seemed like they were kind of like arguing the whole time and it just it wasn't very funny but yeah no just, i'm i yeah. totally am with you i think at best it was passable apart like i don't know that sounds really harsh but like i don't know the humor didn't hit with me at all and it seems like they have a bit of a cheeky relationship with each other in a way and we just Again, maybe a problem with the demos, you don't get the context. Yeah. But even with context, I don't know if the jokes would really hit for me. Well, yeah, they weren't funny. And it's just kind of got this banter of like, she's like, oh, I'm, I'm, this is so easy. I'm so good at this. And he's like, oh, well, you know, there's yeah, more challenges cocky. later. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, if that's like a character arc she goes through, she's really cocky, fine. But then it just doesn't really jive yeah. to me with the like, I like cats and I'm from New York. And like, you know, if that like, you know, really kind of, yeah, meek and, person and then immediate I guess you get a power fantasy thing and you you know you kind of go through like an Atreus thing of like all of a sudden now I'm cocky but so that there are ways where maybe that works but it was just sort of like you're being a little bit obnoxious in the demo I agree and I and again like I think it might be interesting too because well interesting in the sense that obviously the start of the game is going to be she's she's going to be in the real world and then get mm -hmm. sent here so yeah 
I mean, what does it look like from her being sent there to becoming this cocky person we see in the demo? Exactly. You know, what is she, what's going to happen to her? I, I I hope that that's not how she is right from the start, or that's going to yeah. really, really be jarring. Exactly. Like, that could be an interesting arc. Like, it's hard to judge it just based on a demo. But there is that concern of, like, is that just her personality in general? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's not a very, like, pleasant person to spend yeah. a lot of time with. For me, I feel like my ultimate feeling on the narrative and, like, the story is that I'm concerned for the characters mm-hmm. in the sense of like their dialogue and whatnot but i'm i'm still very much interested in the world and like the yes. larger trappings of like the the environment and what's going on yeah agreed and so agreed there was some very good character design like that boss on the bridge is a yeah, really, really cool. cool boss um i like a lot of the creatures like they're kind of twists on pre-existing animals so like there's those like crocodiles you mm-hmm. fight but they're like fantasy those things versions. were tough actually <laughs> yeah they were really cool so i i agree i think the world is neat um but i i don't know if the rest is gonna like elevate it mm-hmm. too much like i think this is definitely the kind of game where like i could buy it and have fun for you know eight hours just being in the world and like the way it feels mm-hmm. but then like the other stuff was gonna determine do i you know get really invested yeah. in this game or do i just enjoy the really pretty cool world for a little bit and then lose motivation mm-hmm. yeah i think i think i'm with that too like i'm still interested to play it I, I i feel like i'm just a little bit less prioritizing of it after playing this demo mm-hmm. like it's not so far like it, before it was really burning on top of my my mm-hmm. list you know and i, I feel like it might have been in a tough spot anyway because i'm definitely playing final fantasy 16 this year right. and do i really want to play that and this in the same year mm-hmm. they're both you know multi-hour long rpgs but i think that's like a double kind of nail in the coffin as far as playing it right, right away but definitely it's something i would, would like to play yeah and i'm gonna keep an eye on it and like even if it doesn't end up being my kind of game like it is so mm-hmm. incredibly impressive like just to watch the game yeah. play out like all the particle effects and all the different elements like the water splashing or like the f- the heat of the fire coming off mm-hmm. and like the world like i just kind of stood beside some flowers for a little bit and looked at them like it was just yeah. so pretty and that really is the strength of so many of these like japanese action rpgs like final fantasy 7 yeah. remake is the same thing like some of the views and environments and just the the design of the world themselves like they're very mm-hmm. amazing to me in ways that some of like you know like even horizon like it's a very beautiful world and like very interesting but it just has this kind of like i don't know there's something about these square enix kind of worlds that i really like like the mythos around them and the different creature yeah, designs. i think and- they just take that one little extra step into fantasy yeah that something like horizon doesn't which is like equally as impressive to look at yeah but it's that, Vi- like, i mean visually it's probably more impressive horizon is incredible yeah but it's that otherworldly kind of like yeah and the mysticism place, and like yeah. the and i love the fusion i know horizon's probably a bad example for this but in general there's less like fantasy you're right and like the fusion of like that kind of magicka kind of tech like mm-hmm. you know like you can even see in the first book in the picture right now there's kind of that dust coming off the character yeah. like what oh is that God. it's like her aura the particle effects on everything in this game and mm-hmm. it ran flawlessly like i did not have a single second where it wasn't like that's perfectly true. running so. yeah if anything playing this has actually just made me more excited for final fantasy 16 it's kind <laughs> of my takeaway from this is like if this game is kind of a side project from them and you know it's feeling pretty good it looks really good like the moves are cool you know yeah uh like 16 is gonna be yeah amazing to look at yeah my biggest takeaway too is like man this gen is gonna be so cool like in a couple yeah. years when games are ps5 only um and not coming out on the older consoles and they are just like games can just look like this and still run with all like the the dense detail like that we're in for a special treat we're in for a special treat yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right well speaking of a special treat let's go to our next topic here which is the game you just finished and i'm really interested to hear about vigil because you've described it to me very generally as you were craving some bloodborne but you needed something different so you played vigil and as we all know listening to this podcast Bloodborne is easily my favorite From game, and so should I play Vigil? Look, Bloodborne is the best game ever made. So if you can play a game that makes you think of the best game ever made, <laughs> that's a good sign. Uh, yeah, Vigil's great. I had a really good time with it. Um, it is very much your like 2D Souls-like action kind of so game. So it's like in the vein of Salt and Sanctuary. It, and it's those totally a Salt and Sanctuary style game. Um, and it is, I would say maybe it took me like, 14 hours to beat it's not super oh, nice. long okay i like I, the sound of that to be it's, honest it's relatively short and it is very much like tons of the game is optional 
there's very few things you actually have to do to beat it. But this game kept surprising me. It almost like Elden Ringed me in a way of like, I kept <laughs> thinking like, okay, I've got to be like at kind of the end of the map. And I was like, oh, there's more. Like, oh, there's this way to go. Like, I think one of the best things this game does is like atmosphere and um, the way the map kind of loops in because it's 2D, right? So you've got a lot less options than something like a 3D game where you can have all these like secret little areas and things. Mm -hmm. But you're constantly like, oh, I think I can maybe get to that ledge or like, oh, I've, I've gotten to an area that I thought was going to be the end of this like mine that I was in. And now like I've come out in a forest, I can go six different directions. And like, mm. you know, you're almost overwhelmed with like, okay, I need to remember to go back this way later because I've gone... Right you know, in a direction that I thought was just going to be a little bit, but it's just continued on to it's, six different locations. But I didn't finish off with where I was before. And so... Right. So the completionist portion of your brain is really like, okay, yes. lost to uncover. Are, so it's just a question then. Are the any of these areas locked off like in a Metroidvania style way there with different is items? There is a light Metroidvania kind of element Because that's to the stuff game. that I love about these there games. Is, there is light Metroidvania to it. Um, there's just a few things you unlock, like you unlock an air dash. You unlock, I think, like a double jump mm. and then an air dash. Similar to like Monster Sanctuary so, then, basically, like the way you use a little... The, yeah. This, yeah. You get the, the abilities later on. And there's a couple spells that you cannot get through certain things without the spell to break a barrier or to like push a block. So I think there's maybe four things that help you with traversal. My biggest complaint with this game is I wish there were map markers that let mm. you place because... It, it does show you with some, like it shows you when it's a spell that you need, like the doors will be locked. I'll show you when you come across a locked door, like the map is good for that. But there were so many times where it was like, I can't make that jump. Mm -hmm. You need and to mark this down I to I wanna come mark back. that down and it wasn't there. So I did probably miss a few things because of that, because I just yeah. didn't wanna like go through every area. The map is surprisingly big. So did you 100% this then? Like I what? did not 100% it. Um, there's just so many things, like there's so many weapons to find, like there's so much equipment you can get. Um, it is insane just how much dopamine of like, oh, a chest, ooh, a chest, ooh, I found a secret <laughs> item, ooh, I found a little extra path. And like, ooh, I think I can actually like, you know, crouch slide through this tiny little crevice and mm -hmm. it takes you out somewhere and it plays this little like music like you found a secret. Yeah. Um, so the, the exploration in this game, like I was just so intrigued to be like, oh, I'll just, you know, go a couple more screens, a couple more maps. And uh, you really felt like it was a, a well-designed world, which I think is important for that style of game. Mm -hmm. You want to be made to feel like you're very intelligent to find these hidden yeah. areas, even if it's not really the most hidden thing in the exactly. world, but you, like, you feel like a smart person. I every time. constantly felt like I was uncovering a lot of secrets. And then there felt like a lot of bonus to the secrets because there were a lot of like side quests to take on. But instead of a side quest of like, oh, you know, please take this take this i take this present to this person like or yeah. like oh you know go, go kill, kill 15 12 signs. snails <laughs> it was very much like you've come come across some very mysterious thing try to find it and then mm. so you'd constantly like, sometimes you'd find the item be like i found a mysterious statue like what the hell is this for and then later on i'd find out what it was for and so it has a little quest log that sort of keeps notes just so you remember the things you've come into, which I really appreciated. But there were so many times where I was like, I have no idea what I'm supposed to do with this. And then later on, like, oh, okay, I mm -hmm. I like put that piece together. So I I really liked that kind of style as well of like, instead of it being extra things that you feel like you have to pause the game to go do, the side quests were very much like just rewards for for exploring mm -hmm. which was the main reason i wanted to keep playing the game and so it just it enhanced and just kept encouraging the best part of the game to begin with right right it's really synergizing in its mechanics yeah, that's very cool exactly so i it was simple but it worked really well um so there's a bit of platforming combat is obviously a big thing in yeah, this so, game so what's the combat platforming split uh i would say it's probably a it's probably i would say slight exploration is the most the best mm -hmm. thing i got out of this combat being a very close second and then platforming being quite minimal mm -hmm. like it was the holy trinity of metroidvania yeah. is con yeah, <laughs> you should definitely holy start trinity. using that, that, yeah, that comparison. Yeah, exactly this one's it's low on platforming okay. like i would say it's not even like if a hollow knight is 
exploring combat with some platforming. This was even lower than Hollow Knight on platforming. Okay, like, okay. Your movement is not a huge focus. Uh, see, this is what I didn't want to yeah. hear because you know I would always I go know. for You're the, the platforming. I the love the platforming. One. In fact, I was just gonna say I've been thinking about. I've had Ori sitting on my Xbox for a while, the new one, and I've been kind of thinking of booting that up pretty soon. Yeah. But, but you know, I could have been convinced to play this yeah. instead. It but. is it is not going to scratch a platform itch. Like you don't feel bad movement wise, but you're not very agile. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, that that's fine. That's just not what the game's going for. The air dash felt amazing when I finally got it and I wish I'd rushed it earlier. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just not, it's not the huge focus. Um, but the combat is good. It's very like 2D kind of like, you know, dodge the dodge through the enemy when they do a wind up for an attack and hit them from behind a few times. They turn around to hit you again, roll back mm -hmm. through them. It's very much the two D souls like yeah. that is the staple. and I'm there for that kind of thing too. Like I'm I'm definitely still interested in hearing mm -hmm. you. The more you talk about these style of <laughs> games to me, I'm like, okay, I'm definitely yeah. gonna play one of these and just see what I feel. Yeah, it, it is fun. I would I would say this is a really good one to get into. Like it it has some interesting enemy design. There's some unique bosses. Uh, the first boss is actually hard. Like I got it, and I was like, "This game's fucking hard." And then mm. the the first boss is the hardest thing you do all game. <laughs> that's uh, too bad. So that's fine. Um, no, there's some challenging hard. like optional bosses later, um, but it's pretty good. What I would say is, I think the weapons are all very unique. Was something I was not necessarily expecting, but it felt good. Like you get a skill tree. There's four types of weapons. There's axes, um, swords, dual wield daggers. Um, and a bow. And, and so you used the bow or did um, you use the dagger? So I actually used the sword. Shocked. Because the sword Shocked. has a parry. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> the sword has a parry. The caveat unlock. is the sword yeah. parry. The sword blocks. It has a block, which I never did, but you unlock on the skill tree that if you press a button while you're blocking, it mm -hmm. turns into a parry. So I see. It was, it was always these buttons at the same time, <laughs> parry, <laughs> or I'm like anticipating it. So I use the sword. I also use the bow quite a bit though, because having mm -hmm. a range option felt good. And the bow is actually really cool. Like you can start doing some like big flips. Like there's kind mm -hmm. of a light and a heavy, which is pretty standard for each one. But the skill trees kind of give you like different moves almost that you can mm -hmm. add in. Like it starts out, you don't really have much of a way of like air combat, for example, but throughout the skill tree, I ended up getting like, if I jump, I could do a big heavy slam that went down or like I could do a like three hit combo in the air after a little while. Very interesting. So that was cool. And then there's a skill tree as well for like just passive stuff of like, you know, health heat, regen. Health regen. Yeah, more health. Um, health potions are better, like more stamina, that kind of stuff. Um, and there's also like stuff for like throwing weapons you can use. So there's a there's a decent bit of variety. But even the weapons you find, like they're all very creative. Like I kept mm -hmm. finding stuff from other trees. Like I haven't expected to axes at all. Like I'm not going to use this. But they were just so creative and so cool. Like I would just, like you wish you could them. just see what they were yeah. yeah and then you'd get to like some weapons would have like a special move and you almost have like a fighting game input to put it in oh dear and really simple <laughs> really simple be like up down heavy attack yeah. or something or like up towards heavy just attack. like kind of like, like a beat-em-up almost then. yeah like, like, like ninja turtles like very simple but it would give like only certain weapons would have like these cool special moves so i had a sword that like could do like kind of a slam and it would make like magic come out of it at one awesome. point. And I had a bow that like, you could like actually like melee attack with, which normally it can't do, but it would sort of hit things away. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of like really creative stuff. There's like a HMS, cause of course this game is very Bloodborne um, inspired and a lot of Dark Souls stuff just in general, but you the HMS that would fire like the- What's projectile. an HMS? Oh, it's the, it's one of the, it's that sword they put in every FromSoft game, the Holy uh, Moonlight Greatsword. I knew that. I just yeah. made, wanted to make sure our listeners knew that. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, but Bloodborne's got a really like iconic one where it shoots these like moonlight blade slash projectile things. And so there's a sword that does exactly that. Mm. But like there's cute stuff. There's like you can get broken bottles as two daggers, which is really cute. <laughs> Interesting. You can have like there's part of a fence that's been broken. And so it's like becomes the daggers and so what, what what i'm hearing which is a really good thing is these weapons are like designed considerately it's not just like finding the oh this is the holy broadsword and it's got like different yeah. stats on it but looks exactly the same as the regular one like they're all no, like normal there is and... a lot of nice visual mm. touches to this game and like every equipment you get is something that you wear and it changes what you look like and you know there's a lot of like crazy things you kill a wolf you can put a wolf head on your mm. thing or you can have flowers or like different cloaks and capes and like various 
a lot of different outfits and they give you stats so sometimes you pick based on that but sometimes like eh, i'm just gonna have this just I fashion think I vigil cool. sometimes exactly sometimes you got a fashion you can have a like bunny ears it's just like <laughs> or like a barrel on your head <laughs> it's just it's it's just fun like you just keep getting things You're like i'll wear this for a little bit just it, it's you know just change it up it's just it's just quirky in that in that way that works mm-hmm. um so i appreciate that and then also it's cool like it's just cool things you're unlocking you're not getting like oh i found a you know, like another throwing dagger. Great. I'm glad right, I explored. Right. It's like, oh no, I found like a cool Didn't new find hat. a pebble on the ground or yeah. something like that. Yeah, exactly. You find a cool hat. And there, there's like enemies that you can fight and you can get their armor. Like there's a cool archer that was one of my favorite fights that's like locked behind doing a lot of like bonus exploring. And she kind of has like your exact move set if you play as an archer. Interesting. But then a couple extra things because she's better than you. I wonder if they do that um, for all the different weapons. With the I, I found two. I found mm-hmm. two, but not the other two. Or actually, I fought three. Okay. I don't know where the axe is. Interesting. Um, but that was pretty cool. And if you kill them, they have a chance of like dropping their gear, which is obviously very good for, you know, the weapon they're using. Mm-hmm. And then also like you can get their weapon and it's a cool like secret one. So there's a lot to do. Um... The last kind of thing I'll say is the story is very neat. Um, I expected it to be kind of Bloodborne ripoff, and it is kind of Bloodborne <laughs> ripoff. But it's doing a lot of its own unique things as well. There's kind of like a central hub town that you go back to, um, and kind of time sort of progresses in the game. And so there's a lot of like going back to the hub, and the idea is that like you start out the game and you're a vigil, you've gone for training, you're kind of like an order of not knights, but you're like special warriors, whatever. And you kind of go off to your training and you come back and like a very, like 50 years or something has passed. And for Mm. you, it was nothing. But all of a sudden you're like, you know, the characters are like in town or referencing like all the old guard that used to work here, but that was the guard you knew at the beginning. Um, And so things have changed and this plague has broken out where people are turning into monsters and monsters have shown up. Oh, and like, where have we seen this Yeah, before? where have we seen this? And there's these like doctors that are administrating these weird medicine and you know, maybe there's like experiments and like blood transfusions and mm-hmm. shit going on and hmm. See, now this is compelling <laughs> to me again now. This yeah. Is, this is a compelling time. the idea is like you're just sort of like working on this mystery and there's a doctor in town that's kind of like leading it and then so there's kind of a, a few factions of like one is this doctor that's trying to treat people and another one is sort of this um... Like, the church, there's a lot, a lot of religious stuff going on in this game, too, where, like, religious ceremonies, and they're like, oh, you know, it's this this plague is actually good because it's the will of the goddesses, and so... I'm sure it is. Of, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it's it like, is. like, oh, a bit yikes. And so you sort of almost, like, get to sort of choose what side you want to be on or if you want to remain neutral. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, like, conspiracy and mystery sort of to figure out. But I, I found it all very compelling, Actually, I ended up getting pretty invested in the story and going back to the town and seeing how things kind of changed over time was yeah. was interesting. Um, and, and yeah, it just had a lot going for it. It would be like kind of go out, explore a bit, beat a boss, come back, see what's new. Mm-hmm. And then the way the game wrapped up was pretty like, <laughs> it had a pretty cool climax. Um, my, my one complaint is I found that I just sort of got a little bit too overpowered. Mm-hmm. As I went on, like the game, the bosses were tough and cool for the first half. And then the second half had some fun optional fights. But by the time I got to the final, like three bosses you fight in the story, I was just like, just slaughtering them. them. Yeah. Like one of them, I genuinely couldn't even tell you what they do because I just <laughs> sat there and sliced it. And then it was like, oh, it's, it's dead. But so um, is that a symptom do you think of his like not balanced really well? Or do you think you would just did a lot of exploring and kind of, I, I just later? think. Yeah, I feel like if you don't do all the extra exploring, maybe it's like a good balance. But the problem is, is that if the exploration is such a core part of the game, you should mm-hmm. kind of anticipate that people are going to be exploring. And I kind of ran out of things in the skill trees I cared about. So I'd level and just be like, oh, I'm going to throw mm-hmm. points into axes now. I'm yeah, never going to use matter. one. It doesn't matter. So I think they didn't necessarily like think it through in terms of balancing mm-hmm. as well as it could have been. Um, and occasion, and the other thing too is like the ways to go are pretty open. All of the areas felt about the same kind of difficulty, aside from a few ones at the end that were a step up. So there were times where the mid game kind of felt like some areas were really tough, but it didn't matter where I go. Like it was just mm-hmm, tough mm-hmm. starting out. 
and then you're kind of just like running through enemies <laughs> and like you just kill them before they even attack so it was fine because the game was short enough that it didn't really become a problem but i definitely think that this kind of game like it didn't have that aspect which is a shame because it would have been nice to kind of keep the challenge whereas mm -hmm. in the end i just felt like mm -hmm. i kind of i steamrolled through it interesting um, it seems like an interesting take on this kind of game at least in sort of the variation because i feel like a lot of the time you never have that steamrolling kind of yeah. power fantasy <laughs> yeah. thing in these games so maybe it's interesting That's that they true. included something you like that you get a power fantasy the parry was also like just so busted like the timing window was very generous mm. so one of the bosses at the end it's like i just parried it <laughs> like it's just like yeah stand here okay that's a lot it's like half your health come come walk at me again <laughs> um but yeah i really cool. enjoyed it i would recommend it especially if you're a bloodborne fan but if not it's just a fun shorter game to get through and was this free on epic or uh, no i i just had it on steam like from okay. a while back but i don't i think i can't imagine it's more than like 50 dollars yeah. one of those the, kind of the, titles yeah the last thing i will say is the music is awesome it's kind of atmospheric and quiet most of the time, but when you get into the middle of a zone, and I don't know what the trigger is for this, it seemed a little unpredictable, but sometimes you just be in the middle of your fighting your way through a few zones, and then all of a sudden the music would kick in, and it was just this like really cool action music, and you'd be like so pumped. And sometimes it would happen when you were fighting a bunch of guys, and sometimes it would happen when you're like, oh, I was just backtracking to go to the shop. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was kind of. Seem, kind of jarring random. a little bit um but when it picks up you're like yeah like fuck yeah it's almost like a little bit like it's not metal but it's kind of got a bit of like a rock okay. theme to it it was it was really good <laughs> cool well that's vigil everybody and speaking of good music it's time to get to the final segment we have prepared today which is of course our favorite game show good listening and <laughs> uh, for those of you who have never joined us for this game before this is how it's going to work uh, we Today, Kate is the music producer, I guess. So mm -hmm. Kate has selected music from five games that I have played before. Mm -hmm. uh, and she's going to pick random music from those games. And we're going to do a little quiz and see how many of them I can identify the game. And so what's this? We usually do half point for the game and half point for the part of the game that yes. it's in. Or I think that's is that true. Right? Yeah, or it could be two, yeah, two, one fine. point for each. It doesn't really matter. It scales the same. But yeah, <laughs> you can guess the game and guess like where it's from in the game. Yeah. Uh, and the best part about good listening is it's so incredibly hard to tell how to balance this. It like, is. Okay, I, like, props to Vigil. Like, balancing is tough. That's the toughest <laughs> thing you could maybe do in a game. And um, sometimes I feel like they're so obvious. And sometimes I feel like it's like, how would mm -hmm, you ever mm -hmm. possibly know? Yeah. So anyway, uh, we'll get to the first song here in just a second. Um, and I guess without further ado, we'll see how we do. Yeah. We'll do song and then we'll give me the answer right away. We won't go through okay. them the way at the end. Right. I think it's easier that yeah, way. Yeah, I think that's easier. Well, it's fresh. You'll figure out what it is. So that's right. Here, I've got it here. All right. Let me. I, we just have to mute the mic as well as the other thing. Okay. So That is very nice familiar, track. very, very familiar. Mm -hmm. It is a theme that reminds me of sort of exploring, sort of mm -hmm. like an overworld. It's not from Vigil, I promise. An overworld that. of some kind. <laughs> hmm. I see, I feel like I could sit here and deliberate this one a little bit. Yeah. But I'm not going to do that in the sake for the sake of time. And so I feel like what's really screaming to me right now is actually Temtem. Okay. And I think this is going to be like just in one of the sort of field areas where you're looking around for different monsters. Okay. I want to give you a point because you're so on the right track with Temtem because it's from Monster Sanctuary. It is oh, the other S tier creature capture game. I knew it was a game I'd played a decent amount of because yeah. that song was like, oh, I remember doing. Yeah. yeah. So that, that is the mountain path, probably one of the most iconic Monster okay. Sanctuary. Yeah. Okay. Tracks. Interesting. Uh, you were close, but close we'll see enough. if uh, number two is a little Did 
Jesus okay, Christ. So that was a fun one. What the hell is that? <laughs> I don't think I've ever this, played this, this before. This one might be tough. This one was maybe mean, but it's going to be Ooh. like so iconic when you know it. But I, mean, I, I would never have got this I one. I have no idea where to start. It seems like you're at a carnival or like <laughs> there's like a... Yeah, okay sort of event on going that. on and there's some kind, kind of, of kind of music it seems like you're almost in a menu and like selecting some multiplayer options or something like that like you're you're warm oh. i will give you you are you are warm on this and one. it's not like a it's a very nintendo kind of mario-ish kind of vibe to me it's definitely not like wario where i mean i guess that's nintendo but you know what i mean mm -hmm. but that's anti-mario yeah so. yeah I'll, i think that i'm gonna go with like mario party or something like that oh my god i'm gonna say it's uh yeah, it's like Mario Party. Which one's it going to be? I'll say it's Mario Party 2 because I think that's the one we're going to play when we have our Mario Party night. So I'll say you went with that in anticipation. I'm going to give you half a point for this because you've done the same thing of deducing it correctly and then getting the wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> so this was inspired by our upcoming Nintendo N64 night. And is it, it Pokemon Stadium? It is Pokemon Stadium. Oh. It is the mini game. This is the mini shit. game music from Pokemon Stadium 2. <laughs> because we're excited about wow. playing that. Okay. It is, it's Nintendo, grab your friends, it's a menu. <laughs> I would never have gotten that, I don't think. You but... almost logic it out. Yeah. You're so close. Okay. It's, I got that theme music down, you know. I could, yeah. They're interchangeable, they you know. That could be Mario Party. It's not, it is not. It's the Mario Party <laughs> version of Pokemon. Here we go. All right, give All me right. song number, number three. Number three is, I think, the one that uh, is is gonna be the easiest. So don't let that stress you out. Uh... Okay. You this is this from, one. oh, I don't know. This is from a JRPG. It's from either Dragon Quest or Final Fantasy. <laughs> and I don't know. <laughs> mm. I think it's going to be Dragon Quest. I think it's Dragon Quest Eleven. <laughs> you just gave it away that I'm wrong. I'm going to say that it's like in some kind of pirate's cave in Dragon Quest Eleven. Oh, okay. You have totally lost the streak you've been on. Okay. Uh, this is from Inscription. Oh, no. <laughs> this is the four scribes. Now, my uh, problem with this is I wanted Inscription music, but all the bosses are so incredibly iconic. And they have, like, sound effects. Like, the anglers got, like, yeah. the sound of fishing. And, like, the cabin was just so, like, Yeah, you, you couldn't know? have gone with that. And so yeah. I thought this was, like... A somewhat iconic inscription tune, but not the super it was. obvious. And ones. you know, I can envision it now that you said it, but that that yeah. screams like Final Fantasy. I just Fantasy thought it to would me. be like too creepy. I thought it was creepy, and I thought mm. that would help. Like it's like a horror game. What kind of creepy horror game? All right. I knew I was wrong when you laughed, and I just I had to follow through. I guess. <laughs> well, I was just expecting you'd be like, "Oh, it's a scary game. Maybe yeah. Resident Evil." I was like, no, yeah. wrong, scary. Okay. Well, well, you know, there's still two points up for grabs. Um, and I did pull off a half point that you did pull out off of a half point. So, uh, song number four, let's go. A little mariachi. A little mariachi. A little, little sunlight. A little, little sunlight. Hmm. That's hard, though. <laughs> it doesn't have anything that's really like yeah. a melody to to sort of center yourself I'll around. I'll give you a clue. This is like the main music from the game. Instead okay. of being like a random track mm. or like a certain area. That makes it very difficult because I cannot <laughs> place this. Shit. Hmm. You definitely know this game. But yeah. Mm -hmm. Hmm. the main theme now i was gonna say it's like some kind of desert area in a game but mm. if it's the whole game i'm gonna say it's signs of a sojourner that game oh, kind of okay. takes place in the desert i don't think that's the right answer but i'll say it's gonna be that okay. just to go with the theme you're on brand with indie on game pass i will tell you the name of the song and you tell me if okay. you have okay. know what it is now. i hope i don't embarrass it's called myself. garbage day garbage day garbage day 
What is it? Unpacking? No, I don't know. but it's it, you got me to play it similar to how you got me. To what play else it did I get you to play? I'm just losing. I don't my mind think now. you played it on Game Pass. I played oh. it on Game Pass, so maybe that's okay. What is? It? You got to tell it's, me. It's Donut County. Oh, Donut <laughs> County, of course. Yeah, that was a good game. It's Donut County. That was a good game. Definitely not memorable for the music, I guess. It had but... good music though. They're well, they're fun tunes, but yeah. okay. Okay. Here is my favorite game. Of course, I saved the best for last. This is the best question on this quiz uh, and if Ring. you get this <laughs> damn it okay but where in Elden Ring it's a big game if you get this right it is worth one and a half points okay here we go Is that space sound effect? <laughs> the hell is that space sound effect that's going on there? It's so weird. I have no idea. Oh, you will so know it when you know what it is, though. And that's the that's how this game works, right? The second you know what it is, you're like, of course, of course. Yeah, I have no idea. I was originally thinking again, kind of like a Egyptian sort of. No, 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 no. But then there's the that space thing that goes on, and I thought could it be was it like a like a level from SA two B? But no, I don't think so because we did that game before. Jesus. No, no. Is there a game I can think of that kind of has that sort of vibe? I could play you mm. a slightly variated version of um, this. <laughs> okay. I've got a lot of different tracks okay, okay. about it. I'll so. take a bonus track. Why not? All right. Give me one second and I will bonus track you in for uh, the same kind of setting. Okay. This okay. Thing. you dismiss that from over your head yes <laughs> <laughs> okay. that help you any that helped me a lot and i what i will say <laughs> about that track is i was just as confused all the way through mm -hmm. but that last little bit there's like a little organ set of notes mm -hmm. that plays at the end and i think this is paper mario <laughs> and i'm gonna say because what? in the second game there's that like space kind of that's the tough part isn't it i think it's gonna be you do go to space at the end of the second game, right? There are the X-Nauts. The X-Nauts. I'm going to say it's during like some type of X-Naut environment in Paper Mario 2. Now, is that your final answer? Yeah, it's going to have to be. Now, okay, here's a new bonus quiz question for you. If I was going to put a Paper Mario area in the game, which area would I select? Oh, it would be the train, the murder mystery train. It could be. It could be. That's a 50-50. That's one correct answer. Uh, what is the second correct answer? Um... I don't know. I'm struggling to think of locations from that game. Is it the tree with the little fuzzies? Mm, keep thinking. No? What is the best paper Rogue Mario port? area? Oh, the Rogueport music I considered, but it is so easy yeah. you would have gotten it in seconds. I don't know if I'm... Oh, the, the glitz it's pit. It's the glitz pit. It's the glitz pit, pit of course. <laughs> awesome. So, what led you astray is those space noises are actually the crowd cheering. Oh. <laughs> They're like, wow. So the first one is just the generic glitz pit music, and the second one was the music of fighting okay. the rock hawk. <laughs> yeah, okay. The second one definitely put me on the track of yeah. like JRPG bot like mm -hmm. fight music, and then that last little bit of Mario was like mm -hmm. oh, that was it. That was a great that final is question. The paper Mario, the thousand year door, the glitz pit. <laughs> Amazing. That was a good quiz. I really enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. So that ends me with how many points? That ends you with uh, I think one and a half points because you got the you got paper mario but not the right area and then you got yeah. half a point for being huh. so incredibly close with pokemon stadium overall pretty good overall pretty good. For, for how this quiz goes sometimes you didn't get <laughs> shut had, out you had some really rough good <laughs> yes. listening so. it's not easy oh man well if you participated along with us and you beat my score we'd love to hear how you did 
And like we said at the top of the show, you can get in touch with us at Cloud Control Pod um, on all the social media sites and also Cloud Control Pod at Proton.me if you prefer to go the email route. Uh, and just like we had a listener mail today for the, to close out the show from our good uh, friend and listener of the show, Jonah. Uh, so what's the question today? Um, well, it would be great if we had the question up, wouldn't it? Oh, it would be great. <laughs> Usually we're a separate. We, have, we... <laughs> we have three computer monitors and uh, <laughs> it was not anywhere. Um, but now I will read it to you uh, as you have asked. It is... <laughs> <laughs> the, the weirdest... <laughs> uh, I'm stalling thinking my answer. Um, who is the best villain you faced in a video game? And a related question, but slightly different. Who or what is the best boss fight? So I read this as like, who's the best like villain, like as they are as a character. And then what's the best boss fight, like mm -hmm, the most fun mm -hmm, to play? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, thinking about this one, I had, a, I have a really tough time thinking about boss fights. And I know for you, the souls, like there's so many different answers Like you have a smorgasbord. Yeah. For me, it's like, okay, which, I mean, it's tough to narrow it down, but it's like, yeah, yeah which game do I want to yeah. Like and the other today. thing for me, like with these things too, is I feel like my answer always changes. You know, you think of yeah. like, what's your favorite boss fight? Like it's going to change. Mm -hmm. And right now I was kind of considering this as my answer. And after our talk today about different uh, vigil and like Ori came up and whatnot, mm -hmm. I'm going to answer this question right now. My favorite boss fight is in fact, not a fight, but it's the end of Ori in the blind forest. Slight spoilers, I guess, but that's an old game. Hopefully you played it. The, it, the platforming sequence at the end, like the, the boss fight is more of a platforming sequence than it is, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a fight and just, counts. you know, executing that kind of sequence was very fun. Similar to, um, uh, what's the game with the crows that we played? Oh, this year? Death Door. Death Door has a really yeah. fun kind of platforming sequence at the end. I love when boss fights kind of change it up and do that type of thing. And so, um, I think right now that's my favorite. Yeah, that's good. I think the Death's Door, um, boss fight is so good. My pick for this was Ishin, the Glock Saint mm -hmm. from Sekiro. And the reason why it is the best one is the same reason that the Death's Door one is so good is because it takes everything you've had to do up until this point. And you've had to master and know every single thing you've come across, which a lot of final bosses don't do. They're like a hard challenge and they're fun, but they don't incorporate mm -hmm. everything so like the death door guy having like a platforming sequence in the middle of his boss fight is so cool because platforming is a big part of that game yeah and it breaks it up too it's almost like it's so tense in the battle right and you mm -hmm. get a different version of tension like the platforming is still stressful in and of itself but yeah it's cool to kind of get that break and then oh you're back in combat now yeah. and like you know you're gonna break the sequence exactly so issue was my initial answer but i honestly want to put the death door final boss as mm. equally tied for being like it's a good just one. blows you away it's a good one um so those are good but who is the best villain like, well there's only one correct it, answer it, for it's, this it's the it's the rock from the glitz <laughs> <laughs> the, the the clear and best answer is mr frank fontaine mm. from bioshock okay that's that's a fair one um, I'm on the God of War hype, so I really like uh, The Stranger. Mm -hmm, um, but he mm -hmm. kind of fits for both of these. Like, he does. It is he a does. cool story thing as well as like being a cool but, character. See, I was thinking about some God of War stuff too, but the more I play it, I'm kind of like, is he a villain? Well, you know? he's, he's an antagonist <laughs> yeah. to you, I yeah. suppose, is, is how you could interpret that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah that's There's cool. so many cool boss fights too. I was thinking through Souls because I was, I was going through, like you're obviously going to mention, so I was thinking through... What are my favorite Souls boss fights? Yeah, Mikalash, right? Oh, <laughs> Mikalash, what an asshole. I hate that guy. I think my favorite boss fight from from uh, Bloodborne was the um, Souls in the in the Haunted Forest. What are they called? The Shadows oh, of Yarnum. the Shadows of Yarnum. I really love the Shadows I of Yarnum. I love the Shadows if of Yarnum. If only because the way when you first encounter them, they just kind of ethereally appear mm -hmm. out of that. Like, it's so cool. Souls has like... What we should do a question, and um, if anyone wants to write in for a freebie, uh, a good question that we should talk about is like best like boss entrances because mm. that is fucking cool when they just come in like yeah. that. That would I'd have to really think about that too because it's hard to place like where they all come from, but like that yeah. type of thing is or really like cool. um the cleric beast like he just sort of hops yeah. over like out of nowhere and then just like all of a sudden is there. It doesn't like break it up with a cutscene. Yeah, so that's cool. that would be a fun list. We should try and make a segment on that sometime. Mm. We should write that down. That would be cool. cool. Um, but yeah, those are great. Uh, I mean, Souls is basically like just pick and choose your your best. Right, right. Um, I always really like when you have like mirror matches. 
kind mm-hmm. of thing is what I was thinking. So, like, there's that famous one in Zelda where you, like, have to fight your shadow. Yeah, and you can do um, the same thing in Control as well. In Control. Which is very interesting. It's got it. Like, any kind of, a lot of the, the hunters that you fight in Bloodborne, like, like they're just, if you mm-hmm. pick that weapon, you have the exact same moveset. Like, there's the Mimic tier boss in Elden Ring, which is really fucking yeah. cool. I always remember, too, one of my favorite boss fights in general. Not, it's not, uh, like, a final boss, so I guess it's not in the spirit of the question. But whatever, Jonah, suck it up. Well, that doesn't say so. final. We've just been talking about a lot of final Oh, boss. I guess so. So you're fine. Final Fantasy X Reverse is a really cool it, boss. Jonah. Yeah, sorry, Jonah. Sorry, bud. <laughs> Reverse second. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. Well, uh, moving So that. Final Fantasy X, though, it's got a really interesting boss fight in that, um, you know, it's a it's a turn-based combat game, but there's one that really switches it up, and the boss fight takes place in, like, a circle. And so you have to also manage, like, where your characters are standing in relation to the boss. And it just adds this really interesting wrinkle, mm. whereas before you're you're just picking moves. You're not worried about positioning so much. Whereas now you're like spatially orienting your characters as well. And I just Mm -hmm. thought it really stuck out for me in that game. And I wish I could remember what fight it was. It's been Mm -hmm. so long since I played. But I just always remember that boss fight and the way that it really turns the mechanics on its at their head. Right. uh, In comparison to like even the final boss of the game. Yeah, that is super cool. Anything that kind of sticks out like that or has some kind of implications for afterwards. Like I always remember in Hollow Knight, there's that um, the Mantis Lords that you fight, which are super cool. And then when you go to the Mantis area later, instead of attacking you, the warriors kind of like just bow to you mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. it's like well you you sort of like in that culture like you've displayed like that you are to be kind of like revered in a, in a certain sense yeah, so instead yeah. of being hostile now they just sort of like bow to you which is very cool. right and you know one one final boss that i'll bring up and i won't i don't want to talk about it too much obviously the spoiler we got to do the spoiler cast for inscription still again but, oh my but God. the final boss in inscription all the bosses in inscription yeah. are just amazingly designed of the three of the three like Mm. not final ones which is your favorite i mean i think my favorite to fight is the fisherman the angler i like the angler i like the strategy of like what are you going to let him take what lane are you going to play a squirrel in so he pulls yeah. it up and prevents himself from putting a shark yeah. or something like i, I really think like that him and the prospector are yeah. better the trapper sucks the trapper's hard the trapper <laughs> i, I find the like trapper. the best strategy for him is literally just clear one lane and hopefully you can clean him out before mm-hmm. he kills you but, yeah Fuck yeah very fun Anyway, uh, like we said at the top of the show, you have our email if you'd like to write in. Let us know your favorite boss fights or your favorite game villains. No mention of Bowser, of course, but classic. Oh, well, classic. you know, he's he's a big dinosaur, so that's already cool. That's right. Uh, well, like we said at the top, this is our last show before the holidays. So, again, uh, enjoy your celebrations, whatever you're going to be doing. Hopefully you get some great, great games under the tree. Uh, <laughs> maybe proverbially because they're digital these days and you probably won't get anything physical, but... Um, whatever you're doing, enjoy yourself. And thank you for listening, as always. Um, we'll be back. When's our next show here? We got, what, is it after Christmas or before? Is it, it after, is after the New Year? It will before be the New the Year, 20, It'll be before the New Year That's after right. Christmas. That's right. And so our next episode is actually a very fascinating one because it's going to be our end of the year wrap-up and clo- uh, Cloud Control Awards show. We're going to give uh, some awards that's the best games we've played throughout the year of 2022. So look forward to that next episode. And until then, this has been Cloud Control, the gaming podcast. It's not just good, it's good enough. And we'll see you on the next episode. <laughs>